Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This morning we're going to continue in our study of uh, fear and how it affects our lives. And we've been talking for several Sundays, uh, of course before Easter and Palm Sunday, uh, uh, we had to take those off for uh, the uh, usual stuff that we uh, look at during those times to uh, focus on those things. But uh, we're back to discussing uh, the, the uh, how to overcome fear in our life and and today we're going to look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. Second Corinthians chapter twelve, if you would. Now, uh, you know, fear is something that we've all had to deal with, and we all have problems with fear in our life in one way or another. We we've talked about fear of being alone. We've talked about fear of of. Uh, Failing, and we've talked about uh, several different types of fear. And today, I want to talk about a type of fear that is is prominent amongst so many people in the church. It's it's not necessarily a fear that we face on our own. It's a fear that we face as a body of believers, and as uh, as we. Uh, think about the things that affect us. One of the things that affects us the most is is our life as a Christian. And, and we want to be a success as a church. We want to uh, try and grow. We want to try and, and reach people in our community. We want to do the things that God wants us to do. And so uh, many times there are uh, fears that we have to face. And, and uh, one of the fears that is... Uh, is out there uh, in terms of of going to witness to someone or going to share with people. Uh, uh, you you get let, let's just be honest. Uh, when you announce that we're going to have a fish fry, or you announce and and by the way, we are going to have a fish fry in a couple of weeks. Uh, Daniel said uh, now that that Miss Marie's had her surgery. Once she starts to feel better, we're going to announce a fish fry in the next week or two. So uh, be listening for that announcement. You have to be here in order to know about it, <laughs> to hear it. Uh, but we're going to have a fish fry in the next couple of weeks, probably towards the uh, one of the first weeks in May. So, uh, uh, But it's always easy to get people to come out and eat fish, isn't it? I mean, it's so easy to... That's uh, uh, not a chore, is it? It's, it's, it's not difficult to do that but a lot of times when we uh, go have an opportunity for us to go out and to share with people about Jesus Christ that's a little scarier that's a little bit more difficult because and we've already talked about the fact that first you don't know what to say but there's another fear that goes along with that and that's the fear of being hurt the fear of being uh, uh, of receiving some kind of pain um, none of us likes pain, do we? I mean, uh, I mean, if you had the the choice between sitting back on your recliner and enjoying a, a cool afternoon during the summer, uh, eating some ice cream, or uh, being out in the yard working hard and and having uh, pain because your your back's hurting, your hands are hurting, your knees are hurting, or uh, for somebody to come along and beat you up, up uh, upside the head. 
uh, it's not the kind of thing you sign up for. You'd rather sit back and enjoy life and, and relax, drink a nice cool lemonade, and be in a comfortable position, a comfortable place. We can all get along with that, but pain is not something we none of us like. I mean, we go out of our way to avoid pain. We go out of the way to, to eliminate pain from our life. We have surgery. We have uh, uh, medications that we take to keep us from having pain. We, we do all kinds of things to, to avoid pain. Paul was someone who is not a stranger to pain and suffering. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he details some of the things that he went through as a messenger of Jesus Christ, as someone who went out and shared his faith. Uh, and you might say, well, that's Paul. He, he did some of those weird things. Uh, Paul said that he was beaten in the name of, uh, for uh, sharing his faith. He was, uh, he was stoned several times uh, and left for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was uh, incarcerated. He went through so many different things. In fact, at the end of chapter 11, he talks about how the people of one particular city were after him so much that he had to steal away in the, uh, at the dead of night, being led down over the side of the, of the wall to the city uh, in secret in order to avoid being taken and, and uh, them attempting to kill him once again. Personally, if you, if you stone somebody two or three times, I think that gives them a card to not be uh, tried to put, put to death anymore. But people did, didn't do it as a form of punishment, but as a way of saying, we don't want your message here. And uh, Paul, nonetheless, continued to share his faith, continued to do the things that he knew that God wanted him to do. And that's our desire as well. It's our desire to, to, to seek to, to live for God and to seek to serve Him. And in chapter 12, we see in those first 10 verses, we see Paul's source of strength and Paul's ability to do what God wants him to do in spite of the fact that he, was, he went through so much pain. Read with me, if you will, uh, verse 1 of chapter 12. It says, It is uh, not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. Now, uh, what Paul is, is getting at here is, is that there were some people in uh, Corinth that were going on about how they were God's people because they had certain abilities. And they were, uh, they were lifting themselves up. They were uh, patting themselves on the back. They were saying, look at me, I can do this and I can do that. And Paul uh, goes into a little bit of that right here. He says, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. So he's, he's going to talk about the fact that uh, some of these people... Uh, were able to to show uh, that or said that they had had visions of God, and, and so Paul said, "Look, uh, I knew a man in Christ, verse two, above fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth." such a one called up to the third heaven. Now, he's talking about himself. He's being modest here. He's saying, I know a man and that 14 years ago had a vision. 
He says the vision was that the man uh, felt as though he was up in the third heaven, which is in the vision he's talking about uh, seeing heavenly things. Now, Paul is talking about himself, uh, but he's trying to be modest. And he says, And I know such a man, uh, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was called up into paradise, verse 4, and heard an... uh, unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter and of such a one will I glory yet of myself I will not glory but in mine infirmities Paul says look I'm not going to get all excited about the fact that I was able to see something that other people don't normally see or that I heard things that are unutterable, things that can't possibly be uh, spoken aloud on this plane of revelation. He says, I'm not going to take glory in that, but he says, but uh, he did receive infirmities, and he says this is uh, I, he's willing to talk about. For though, in verse six, though for though I would desire it to glory, I shall not be a, uh, fi- a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he set me, uh, seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Verse 7, he says, And least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might be uh, departed from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, and necessities, and persecutions, and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am made uh, strong. So, first of all, Paul is talking is describing the fact that he. Uh, had difficulties. He had struggles. In chapter 11, he goes into detail. If you want to uh, to find out all the things that Paul went through, all you have to do is look at his testimony at the end of chapter 11. Go back several verses uh, from the very end of chapter 11 towards the middle of the chapter, and you'll hear how Paul talks about all the different things that he went through. And so uh, Paul says, look, I'm not going to boast about the fact that I... Uh, have seen visions. Uh, you've got these people that are coming in wanting to exalt themselves about the fact that, that they saw visions. But he says, I can't hide the fact that I've been through infirmities, through difficulties and struggles. He says, and, and I've gone through those struggles specifically in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, I've been through those. And he says, I'm not trying to boast. He says, I could boast about a, bo- a bunch of things, but I'm not seeking to boast about these infirmities. Rather, these problems these difficulties, they have had a different kind of consequence. And you see, 
Paul saw the problems that he faced, the difficulties, the struggles, the times in which he faced problems as reasons to to celebrate and reasons to exalt God because he could uh, take those times in which he uh, received those infirmities and he could glorify God in those. He says, uh, you know, Paul, Paul's uh, idea is, is, look, I can't glorify God in just simply the fact that I've seen some of these things, but the fact that God has given me power and strength to overcome these problems, those things I can glorify God because of what He's done in and through me. He says, first of all, he says, I received an infirmity, a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what that was. Some people want to say that Paul's thorn in the flesh was a speech impediment, a speech difficulty. I doubt that uh, seriously because of the fact that he shared so much, he, he witnessed, he preached so often, and he was so eloquent that he, he couldn't have had a speech deformity. But it doesn't matter what it was. It was something that Paul had difficulty with. He says it was a thorn in the flesh. It was something that constantly needled him and constantly caused him difficulties and struggles. I think it had something to do with the fact of uh, his sharing his faith, something that he uh, that caused him problems because of his efforts to share his love of Jesus Christ and share his faith. And so Paul said, look, I, I prayed to Jesus three times that he would take this away. The first we need to understand in Paul's testimony here about uh, how to overcome the fear of, of pain and suffering in your life is first of all, you need to give it over to the Lord. Uh, you need to just simply uh, confess to Jesus Christ your problem that you're having. If, you, if in your fear of serving Him and fear of, of pain, of, of having problems when you go out... To sh- Look, there's people who say, well, I'm not going to go out and sh- uh, witness, go knocking on doors and, and tell people about Jesus Christ because I don't want them uh, slamming the door in my face then you need to, to take that fear to Jesus Christ and say, look, God, I, I, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. I don't want people to yell at me and, and curse at me. I don't want people to slam the door in my face. Lord, I, I have a, a very big fear of this. Lord, I give it over to you. Paul says, I gave it over to God and God didn't take it away. He said, God uh, instead uh, allowed me to continue to have it. He said, I prayed three times that God would take it away. And he said, in spite of that, God never took it away. You see, the remedy is not in God taking away your fear. It's not in, the remedy is not in God taking away your fear of pain, your fear of anything. The remedy is, is that of giving it over to God, of trusting it in God. So many times we uh, have people come uh, and we share our, you know, we share our prayer requests on Wednesday night here, uh, each Wednesday night. And a lot of times we share that so-and-so's having surgery or so-and-so's has cancer or so-and-so has this problem or that problem. And we uh, give it over to God. We pray to God. God take care of uh, so-and-so. They're going through a hard time. They're going through pain in their life. They're going through issues in their life. And we want to believe that that God's going to take... and, And most of the time, we don't believe that God has answered our prayer. The inclination is, 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 well, we only... 
see God answering our prayer if God takes away the, the cancer or takes away the illness or takes away the, the problem that they're having the surgery for, the, the, the uh, uh, tumor or whatever it might be. But that's not necessarily God's answer to prayer. A lot of times God may answer your prayer by saying no. And, a lot, and we don't want to hear that, do we? We want to hear God say yes. We're just like any other kid. Uh, you know, if we go up to our... When we were little, uh, you know, I'd go up to Mama and I'd say, Mama, can I have some ice cream? And we want to hear Mama say yes, right? Any child that, that, that wants to have some ice cream, you want to hear Mama and Daddy say, yes, you can have ice cream. Yes, you can have a pony for your birthday. Yes, you can have a trip to Disney World or whatever. You want to hear yes. But sometimes God tells us no, and we don't want to hear that. Now, mommies and daddies, you know that not, it's not always the best thing in the world for, uh, for your little child to, to get a pony, right? There's no, you, you don't want to have to take care of what comes out of that pony, do you? You, you don't want to have to feed that pony food and all that kind of stuff or to shovel the stuff that comes out of the pony. So you know that it's... Or you know that that pony won't get the attention that the pony needs. You know, uh, the child will take care of the pony for a week and then after that it'll be mommy and daddy's responsibility. Just like the dog that your, your child said, oh, I'll love it and I'll pet it and I'll walk it and I'll take care of it and I'll clean up after it. Yeah, after about a week, whose dog is it? It's yours. It's not theirs. It's it's yours. Same way with a horse or a, a pony. So sometimes no is the right answer. But we don't want God to say no. Because we want what we want, right? And we want God to take... And Paul wanted God to take away this thorn in the flesh. But God said, you know, I've got a more... Uh, a deeper reason for you having this pain. And he gets into that. He says, um, he asked for the pain to uh, depart from him. And he said in verse 9, he says, But he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So the reason Paul received this thorn in the flesh was so that, that God might exemplify His glory in His life, that God might glorify, uh, be glorified in Paul's weakness, that God might uh, exhibit His strength in Paul's weakness. And your fear's the same way. When you offer up to God your fear of whatever it might be, of maybe somebody asking you uh, questions that might trap you and you're just afraid of that or you're afraid of, of going out because of the pain that might come from people saying mean things to you and bad things to you, you need to just simply trust in Him. He says, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. That fear is God's source of grace in your life. You need to understand that, that it might be that God doesn't take that fear away from you after you give it over to Him because God wants to uh, allow you to see His grace, that it's through His power, His strength, His might that you're able to go out there. It's not, you know, if, 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 it, if it was all just simply what we can do for God, how great would God be? 
We want to see God work and move, right? We want you don't want to go to a church that where God's not moving in your life. You don't want to go to a church where God's not revealing himself in in the life of the church. You don't want to be a part of a church that's simply doing things only doing what God what seems feasible in in and of ourselves. We want to see God work. That's right. And so God says, "Look, I will uh many times your you know, your fear may be that I might allow you to continue to have that fear so that my grace will be evident in your life. Not only my grace, but my strength. And so God wants to strengthen you. God wants to show His grace. God wants to allow you to feel His presence in, in your life. God can't do that without you allow, uh, allowing you to... Sometimes He has to say no. He just simply has to say no when we ask Him to take those things away. Paul says, Most gladly, therefore, will I glorify in my infirmities. You know, Paul didn't get all bent out of shape. You know, most of us, we, when, when God says no, we say, God, did you hear me right? <laughs> you know, we can't imagine God saying no to us. No, don't, no, you, you're going to keep that, that uh, uh, fear in your life. Normally we would expect, you know, when you're a little child and the thunderstorm comes up, the first thing to do is go go run to mommy and daddy's bed, right? You don't want to be in bed all by yourself where the lightning is flashing in, in your window and the thunder is shaking the house and, and you're just all afraid. You want to hightail it over to mommy and daddy's bed and crawl in there with them where you know you'll be safe and they'll take away your fear. You can't imagine God allowing you to have that fear of that pain or to have that pain in your life. You think in your in your mind you sit you sit there and you say, Well my God's never my God would never cause me pain. And the the reality is is that that thing that you have fear of is is not sent from God. It's something that God allows. God is allowing you that that pain in your life, that fear in your life not because He wants you to have that fear or that pain, but so that you'll rely upon Him, that you'll trust in Him, that you'll be able to glorify Him in your strength in the midst of your weakness, His strength in your weakness. And so, Paul, the last thing that we need to realize is is that and what Paul says here, he says, rather than being all wrapped up in the fact that I have pain in my life, this pain that, that is bothering me, this thorn in the flesh, for you and I uh, in our conversation this morning, it's that fear. When you, when you turn it over to God and, and pray about that fear, God doesn't take it away. Realize secondly that it's His grace and His strength being manifest in your life. God wants to demonstrate His grace in your life and He wants to, uh, to show His strength in your life. But thirdly, you need to do like Paul and you need to uh, just simply give it over to God and say, you know, I'm going to glorify God. I'm going to, be enjoy, I'm going to enjoy the fact that I have this infirmity. What does Paul say? He says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I'm going to take pleasure in my infirmity, in reproaches and in necessities, in persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. He says, when I am weak, I'm going to glorify God. 
You know, that's the hardest thing for us to do. When you're in fear of that pain in your life, when you're fearful of that pain, Paul says, I, I, the best thing for you to do is simply to glorify God. Just simply praise God for it. God, thank you for this uh, fear. Thank you for this pain in my life. Lord, if I have an opportunity to, to suffer for your name's sake, I'm going to praise you. Rather than being afraid, I'm going to glorify you. Rather than being fearful of that pain in your life, just simply praise God for it. Rather than having fear of that, that difficulty, that struggle, just simply th- say, God, I can't imagine what you're going to do next. That's right. But that's the joy of it, isn't it? God, I can't imagine how you're going to see me through this difficult time, how you're going to help me through this, this hurtful time in my life. But Lord... I'm going to just simply wait, sit back and watch you work and I'm going to glorify you for what... Paul says, look, I'm going to, rather than continue to, to, to call out to God to take away the pain, I'm going to glorify Him and I'm going to praise Him for it. I'm going to rejoice in that. Why? Because he's learned that when you're going through the... when Look, when you're going through the good times, it's, it's hard to see what God's doing. But when you're going through the bad times, it's easy to see that God is... Look, when we had Hurricane Mitch come, uh, Michael come through here, uh, uh, it was easy to see God's hand protect this church. It was easy to see that, that God uh, was keeping the winds from blowing the roof off, even though we had shingles come off, even though we had some damage to uh, the steeple and all that kind of thing. It was easy to see that God was protecting this church and that it didn't get blown completely to smithereens. And there are some houses and some other churches uh, in the state and other places that, yeah, uh, you'd go down to... Uh, to uh, uh, the coast where it came in, you can see how things were just leveled because of that hurricane. It's easy to see how God protected us. It's easy, but it's hard to see God God's protection on this church day in and day out when the sun's out, when there's not a high wind, when there's not a heavy rains falling. It's hard to see God's protection when things are good. But when the hurricane came through, it was so easy to see it. And your life is the same way. When you go through hardships, when you're going through pain, when you're going through difficulties, those are the times it's easy to see God's hand move in your life. It's easy to see how God changes your situation so that you can make it through that painful time. How God gives you the strength to endure the pain, to endure the hardship, to endure the uh, struggle that you're going through. And so when you face those things in fear realize that God is there with you realize that you can just simply lift it up to God and offer it to him trust in him and rely upon him see his grace and mercy in your life see his uh, strength in your weakness and then just simply rely upon him and glorify him for all those times that you're going through don't see that Paul says instead of the thorn in the flesh being something I I continually you know that that's what we tend to do isn't it as I said we tend we want that pain to go away so we don't think God's answered our prayer until that pain goes away But Paul said, no, I'm not going to be that way. He says, I'm going to glorify God in the midst of that pain because He sees me through. He's the one that gives me strength to endure it.
So when we're going through those hard times, when you're going through those difficult times, realize it's God and His strength that sees you through. Realize that it's Him that enables you to make it through those troubling times. When you have that fear of that, that difficulty that's about to come, maybe it's, it's the pain of, of some illness. Maybe it's the pain and difficulty and the struggle of some hardship in your life. Don't fear it. Just simply turn it over to God. Trust in Him and let Him see you through. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we just exalt You for all that You are. We thank You for your, the fact that we can trust in You, that we can rely upon You and, and lay all of this at Your feet. Lord, we pray that You'd help us to see that in our weakness, You make us strong. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.